Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back into Vern's Royals Bonanza. Lined into right center field for a hit. Merrifield's going to try to score. A good throw home could get him. Then the throw is not in time. Here's your Royals insider, Josh Vernier. Let's go. Thanks for listening. We still got 15 weeks. That sounds like a very long ways away, and it is. Still 15 weeks away from the first spring training game. But action is underway. The GM meeting's underway in California. We'll talk with Dayton Moore coming up. Whit Merrifield as well, but as promised, our guest is Royals chairman and CEO John Sherman, who I know has been asked a variation of this question before, but I'm pretty sure Fesco asked something similar on opening day, so I apologize for being repetitive, but it's meant as respect because it's a dream that I think we all have uh, as little boys, little girls, uh, So two seasons in, how would you describe it? How does it feel to compete in all phases to compete with Kansas City Royals stitched across your jacket? It's great. I can't. It's hard. It's hard to describe how how it feels, Josh. Um, Getting to you know, I got some. I enjoyed every minute uh, that I was in Cleveland, but. Getting to do this in your hometown is is pretty remarkable. Got a lot of memories of being out there from the, you know, kind of the mid '70s uh, to today, and so getting to do it uh, from that vantage point has just been tremendous. And you know, it's also the game kind of grows and evolves. And you know, one of the great things about participating in it at this level for me is just. Uh, really how competitive it is. I mean, when you said to, to compete, it is a uh, multifaceted business. When you think about the science and, you know, the, how elite these athletes are and what great athletes they are and getting to, to play a small part and trying to help them get better, um, you know, it's, it's really a privilege, privilege for me and doing it in Kansas City particularly. And one of the roles, I would imagine, for someone in your seat – in that competition is to try and secure as much talent within your organization as possible. And I think that was reflected in the promotions that you've made throughout the organization over the past calendar year. What gives you the most confidence in that group with Dayton, JJ, and the rest moving forward? Well, first of all, um, I've gotten to know them pretty well, and I've, I've, you know, and just the type of people they are and the commitment they have, you know. But beyond that, I think you look at their track record. Um, this team has proven that they know how to win a championship and uh, win it as a small market team. Um, and I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm extremely excited about when I think about the um, the recent development. Not not just of we all, we're all talking about our pitching, and we certainly. Uh, 
Um, we got work to do there, but there's there's lots of depth, and and I think we showed some real progress this year. But when I look at the uh, the development of pitching, but also our position players, and particularly offensively in our system, it's it's pretty exciting. I mean, as you as you know, baseball America uh, again, Dayton he doesn't give a, he didn't worry too much about what other people think about us, but um, you know they've got our farm system ranked number three, and when I think about the impact that JJ certainly under Dayton's leadership, but JJ's, um, you know, on the player development side, and and how he has really, you know, he came from a traditional baseball background, just like most of our guys there, but how he has really modernized the player development systems and and brought in brought in new people and technology, and and so I'm just I couldn't be more excited about, you know, I think in baseball. We all uh, would have liked to win a few more games in 2021, but I'm always looking down the road and and uh, over the horizon. And as long as as long as we feel that our you know our people and our processes are are good uh, and and, we, and we're making progress, I'm going to feel really good about the future. And 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 that's how I feel right now. A lot of confidence uh, in our people, and just as importantly you know, how they've gone to work in our processes and helping our, our team develop. Does that confidence that you have in the people in place within this organization, does that allow you to have patience? Would you describe yourself as a uh, patient man in the role that you're in with Kansas City? You know, it's a good question because I, I, uh, I, think, I think you have to have a sense of urgency. But you also have to, that has to be kind of blended with patience. You know, I think in, in, I've always thought, um, you know, you should have a sense of urgency and a bias for action, but, and you should be decisive, decisive, but thoughtful. And, uh, I think as long as we're making progress and, and the progress is, you know, at the right pace, I think, I think we should, uh, I think we're better off, particularly with our people and processes, you know, let, let's see how this thing runs over the next few years. But to answer your question, my, I, I, th- I think I'm uh, somewhere in the middle, but, you know, patient person, but, uh, but I also think we should have a sense of urgency. And that's something that I feel in this group, Josh. I mean, we, um, maybe Dayton told you, but we finished up the, you know, we lost, we played that Sunday against Detroit and I can't remember if it was that night or the next morning, but all those guys headed to Arizona they evaluated our minor league system. Uh, I know they went on a, uh, they made a trip to Miami. Dayton did a scout, an international scouting trip through uh, the Dominican, I think, with Renee. And so, you know, these, and this is, you know, I, I'm not sure the World Series has started yet by the time they got back. So I appreciate the, uh, you know, the sense of urgency that, that these guys have about preparing our team to compete for a championship. Royals chairman and CEO John Sherman, kind enough to join us on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, Transition to the new ballpark. The early stages of the exploration. Has it uncovered more possibility than pushback thus far? You know, I would say that's a mixed bag. And, I, you know, one of the things that uh, I would say it's, it's really, this is about much more than just a ballpark, and it's really about much more than baseball. This is about this is a community uh, impact effort that's 
going to have to do a lot of things for Kansas City in terms of economic impact and economic growth and quality of life that goes goes beyond baseball. So at the end of the day, it's it's uh, if it's good for Kansas City, you know, it'll be good for for the Royals as a byproduct for that. And and you know, our we put out some criteria. The community's got to want it. It's got to meet that criteria. And then I think all of us have to make sure that. The investment, our relative investment in this, is appropriate, uh, you know, for the stakeholders involved. But uh, I would say, a, kind of a mixed, you know, there's a, some of it's by age, some of it's by ge- geography. You know, the one, the one thing I think we all know here in Kansas City, the you know, Kauffman Stadium is a great place to play baseball. My, you know, uh, we all have nostalgia for or a lot of us do from being out there. I certainly do. Uh, but if you look around the country and you see the potential for greater econ- economic impact in, a re- in, in, in cities fortunate enough to have Major League Baseball teams, it, you know, if you can put them in you know, more dense areas, you can stimulate a lot of, ac- of economic activity. And in our case, uh, we want to make sure that it, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it reaches uh, all, all aspects of our community. You, you painted the picture right there, and I, I think you did the same in uh, Sam Mellinger's recent piece. But if you could expand, what, what does the dream look like? Well, you know, it's, it's um, the, eco- the community impact has to be meaningful. The economic impact and growth has to be uh, meaningful. And I think we've said clearly that it needs to be something that also positively impacts the underrepresented parts of our community. And we mean that in a way that's uh, we're not talking about we're talking about in, in real and measurable ways. But, you know, I can uh, did you, I don't if you watch the World Series um, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a little bit of a different um, situation. It, it's it. Uh, but if you look at the battery and the, you know, the hotel and the corporate uh, or the regional headquarters that you could see in the background, if you watch the World Series and the crowds outside the stadium that gathered uh, some that went into the ballpark and some that didn't, uh, that has become a real center, a hub of activity for Atlanta. And so, and then you look at places, you know, look, you look at Wrigley with the new work they've done. You look in Washington, you look in San Diego. And so when I say it's much more, you know, baseball certainly can be the the center of a great celebration if a team is successful, but it also becomes a hub of activity and vibrancy for a community that's uh, that's on, you know, 365 days a year. And so, and that will impact uh, Kansas City in ways, you know, way beyond baseball and for decades to come. No question. It's uh, it's certainly exciting. Uh, the, the the final question I have is, it, from my vantage point, the opposite of exciting, but i got to get your thoughts. Uh, how would you describe your confidence that spring training in baseball will be all hunky-dory at the start of 2022? <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm an optimist by nature, but I will, uh, you know, I think we've got really smart people working on that. Yeah. Uh, and you're referring to the CBA? Of course, yes. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, I think we've got really smart people working on that. I think there's smart people on both sides. I, uh, I am optimistic that we'll get a deal done. Uh, I, won't, I won't give you a date, but uh, I would be surprised if we're not in spring training 
excited about our 2022 season. Well, I'll see you there, Mr. Sherman. I appreciate your time tonight. Thank you very much. Okay. Royals chairman and CEO John Sherman really don't even want to entertain the thought of an elongated lockout. Sure. Uh, lockout in December and January, and we can all complain, but don't you dare uh, mess with that season. I just been through it once, right? And And I think... All of you listening that are around my age, right? Right around that 40 years of age. Um, I, I just, I, I don't think in today's entertainment landscape that Major League Baseball could withstand another work stoppage. Too many entertainment options out there. Baseball would easily, uh, for the average American, drift into the background. Whit Merrifield's coming up at 8 o'clock, so about 45 minutes before we hear from the Royals' second baseman. I'm interested in, in, in his thoughts on what I thought was the biggest travesty of that gold glove ceremony on Sunday. I, I understand we, we talked earlier with Nicky Lopez about him not even being a finalist. That surprised me. That, that, that shocked me. That shocked me. Uh, Whit Merrifield not winning at second base, that to me was the biggest mistake made by Rawlings. Uh, more so than even you know, Salvi not winning, more so than Nicky Lopez not being nominated. I, I really thought Whit Merrifield deserved uh, that piece of hardware. But the two guys that did win as the Royals make it 11 straight years of having one gold glove recipient, they had two this year, Andrew Benatendi and Michael A. Taylor. I had a chance to talk with both, so we'll find out how Andrew Benatendi feels about going into the final year of team control. And you'll find out right after this. You're listening to Vern's Royals Bonanza. Right center field, and that ball is gone! On your home for Royals baseball. Salvador Perez, a grand slam for a second straight game. 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.